You're listening to Recovery Survey, the podcast that shatters stigmas around different types of addictions and takes a deep dive into spiritual principles. Like I clean sewers and uh, camera sewer lines. We worked in manholes every day and um, I ended up finding my best friend dead in the manhole. I don't know how or why or what. I didn't I didn't use My guest today is named Tony Redding. He is a co-host on the show One Podcast at a Time. Welcome to the show, Tony. My name's Tony. Uh I'm from Philadelphia and I'm a co-host of um another recovery podcast called One Podcast at a Time. Welcome to the show, Tony. Thank you. Glad to have you on. My uh, drug addiction uh, started, I think, around fourth grade is when I started smoking weed. That was because, like, around me, like, the kids I hung out with, their older brothers smoked. So, like, we got introduced to it very young. And then, like, fifth grade, I tried alcohol. And then, like, I did that until high school. And then once I got in high school, that's when, like... I literally took off, like, cocaine, benzos, perks, alcohol. Like, I was off the rail. It was, like, bad. Like, um, some people actually called me JT for uh, Junkie Tony. And, like, I was perfectly okay with that. It's so sickening to, like, look back and, like, I thought that was okay. Yeah, and then actually I got clean my senior year in high school because uh, I tried to overdose on um, benzos my like the summer before my senior year, and um, and then I like woke up the next morning and I was like, yeah, I need to do I need to change something, and uh, actually cold turkeyed it, and then till like I got into college and that's when everything like started back up again. So. Once you were in college, what does that look like? How long were you using, and then how did you end up ultimately getting clean? Did you go to rehab? Did you do the cold turkey thing again? Meetings? What does that look like? So, um, what I lasted, I was in college for like, I don't know, maybe two months, and then I um actually uh withdrew. And then once I got, I'm going to community college, doing that thing, partying, doing my, doing my thing. I had friends that actually went to uh, Temple University and another group of friends that went to Westchester University. And I was either at one of their houses every single night. And then uh, I met a girl and I ended up getting her pregnant. And then I had my son. When my son was born, it was kind of like, it was like kind of a dark time for me. Not because like... I was 21, like, but, like, my son was born with a lot of, um, issues, and, uh, that took a toll on my, just mentally, so that, like, made my usage, and I was hiding it the whole time, no one really knew how bad it was, I don't understand how they didn't know, because, like, I never had money, I'm $25,000 in debt with Wells Fargo, because I ran credit cards up so much during my uh, active addiction. It got to the point in like 2016 when I actually, um, I tried 
I tried and killed myself again. It was second suicide attempt. And then I went away for like a week and a half to a psych ward. When I got out, I told everyone, like, she made me do this. It was all her. She's a horrible person. But it was me just trying to manipulate everyone to think, like, take the eyes away from me. I, like, came to realize that, like, now. She was awesome. She's a great mom. Like, it was all my issues. But we broke up, and then I just, I just went off the fucking rail. Like, out every single night, like, not sleeping for multiple nights because I ended up finding meth. Very, very, I was in a dark, dark place. I just didn't give a fuck about anything. And and it kills me to say this because, like, I love my son to death. But, like, at that moment, I, I didn't care. It was just me, 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 me. When was I going to get high again? When was I going to drink? Like, my son would be having surgery. And I'm worrying about going to the bar afterwards. Scoring or, or anything. And then, like, the night before surgeries, I'm at the bar until, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. And then um, I continue to drink until I have to go to go to the hospital. So it was like a very, very dark time for me. And then I actually decided to go to rehab March 23rd, 2019. So I'm coming up on like, in March 23rd, it'll be two years. St. Patty's Day was like my last hoorah. It was bad. And then I ended up in like a crack house. In Philly. Towards the end, I, I started shooting meth. For some reason, I just, like, I realized that, um, like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't, it's hard to explain. Like, I don't know what came over me, and, and it, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, a week later, I checked myself in the rehab, and I did a whole 35 days. It was my first treatment center for drugs and alcohol. Um, I completed it. And then I got out. And then um, I started doing one fellowship. And I just couldn't click with, like, the people in that fellowship. So I switched to a whole different fellowship. And then I I found, like, a great group of guys that I surround myself with. We talk every single day. My meeting attendance isn't as good as I want it to be. But I'm starting to get back in the swing of things again. But, like, the the real crazy thing is, like, this last year and a half, uh, almost two years, has been like the worst, year, like the worst year of my life, like hands down the worst year. I was doing good. I was working. I went back to my old company, and then um, we were doing a job. Like I did, uh, like I cleaned sewers and uh, camera sewer lines. We worked in manholes every day, and um, I ended up finding my best friend dead in the manhole. And I was, like, March, like, four months clean when this happened. And that literally, I don't know how or why or what, I didn't I didn't use. And that's, like, the most important thing in my recovery is, like, if I went through that and I didn't use, that's, like, remarkable. Like, I don't, I, I'm so proud of myself, how strong I stayed through, like, that tough time. And I'm still here to talk about how I pushed through that. And I'm still here. That's got to be tough, for sure. It's rough. And I'm still dealing with stuff. 
um, with that whole situation. It's uh, because this kid that died, he actually was the one that helped me get clean my uh, senior year in high school. And then, like, he died a couple days after his birthday. He was supposed to get married in uh, last October. Like, it was, like, all this stuff. And then all this stuff just keeps reminding me of that day. The one thing he would want me to do is stay clean. And I think truly that's why I'm still clean today is because he's, like, looking over me. I can't even imagine. Even more stuff happened after that. Like, my son, he has, like, a lot of surgeries. He actually flatlined in one of his last surgery, like, in front of me. And, like, that, I wanted to get high so bad. But instead of getting high, I called another person recovery. And just like that, like, the weight was lifted off my shoulders. Just, like, how people are there for you. Because when we were using, like, no one was there for us. It was just ourselves, and no one cared what happened to us. But, like, now that we have, like, a solid foundation, we have people in our life that are good, we can reach out to them, and they will always be there for us to help us get through whatever situation's in front of us. I was talking about that earlier today, and just how important those relationships in the rooms are. I mean, I don't know about you, and I can only speak from my personal experience, but I never really felt like I fit in. I never felt like I was normal or however you want to put it. I always I always felt kind of like an outcast or an alien or whatever until I found the rooms and found other people that were like me and had been through similar struggles and and understood some of those feelings and man there's just something that's so special about those connections that we make inside the rooms yeah and it's like and it's wild how like doesn't matter what area you're in like you could be in like philadelphia you can be in like northeast philly i can even go to like delaware and there will always be meetings and like they're just there with their arms open like welcoming anyone in and it's like, I, I don't, it's hard to like, if someone that's never heard of the program asked me to explain what it's like, I, I don't know how to explain it. I think the best thing I could say is like, it truly is a blessing and a lifesaver and you just have to experience it for yourself. Yeah, for sure, man. I've had the same experience as you have. I've had the, the pleasure of getting to go to a, a few meetings that are in other states and man it doesn't matter where i go when i'm in the rooms it's like i'm i'm with my family like even if i've just met the people like we still have this bond it's hard to yeah like like you were saying man it's hard to describe what that's like and what it feels like and like rehab didn't prepare me for it they always talked about like doing a 12 step felt like i didn't know what to expect until i actually experienced it like they didn't really like prepare me for it but um i'm glad that i i am where i am and i i like i met the people that i met because like it's hard to explain if i don't even i feel like i like i'm repetitive but it's just like a great feeling to be where i am at today and then 
it's it's funny. I I listened to your podcast and I was, I just finished the um episode about the yoga. I actually love yoga and meditation, and uh, it was funny how you were talking about how you didn't know how to meditate. <laughs> it cracked me up. But um, like even like I'm big in hiking, and if I just like ten minutes, if I just walk around the block, no music, I just take in all the sounds. I consider that a meditation. That helps me get through my day, and it helps me like clean my mind, and just like get on the right track. I think there's something to be said for taking care of our mental health as as well. You know, we have to set aside time for the meditation or the quiet time or whatever we want to call it, and just exercise our mind. Yes, I think it's it's definitely a big part of recovery. Or even like if you go see a therapist, like people think like like that's weak or something. I literally. I'm in intensive therapy right now. I go five days a week, Monday to Friday, uh, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. every single day. And I say that proudly because not too many people can say they can do that. And they hide hide deep down like their feelings and they don't know how to express it or they think it's weak. But like I've realized that. I need this, and this is life or death, and I'm open to any suggestions, and it's been working for me. That's awesome, man. I think that kind of speaks to uh, a booklet that we have in one of our fellowships talked about in Time of Illness, and it alludes to that not everything can be solved through the 12 steps, that there's some things that are outside issues and that we need to to seek doctors and counselors and and people that are experts in those areas for things that are outside issues. So I think it's really important that we do those things and and I'm glad that you're getting that help and you're not afraid to, to share that. Yeah, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It it truly is nothing to be ashamed of. And I know people that are embarrassed to admit they have issues, but um and I, I, I talk to them, they open up to me a little bit, but like, once you find that therapist that you truly connect with and you feel comfortable, it you get so far in life and just with your mental health. It's, it's, it's just such a good thing. Absolutely, man. It's definitely a very crucial part of our recovery. Agreed. So what kind of advice would you give for someone and recovery that may be in a similar situation to you that is dealing with loss of a loved one or a friend or something like that? What would you tell them to stay clean and how to get through that? Well, just being in recovery, you you lose a lot of people. It, it's a horrible statistic, but it's like it's reality that you lose people during this process. But just stay on the right path. Get the help you need. Reach out to the people that truly love you, and you can just get through this. And once we, like, start wrapping it up, I, I want to put out, like, my Instagram handle, like, everything, because I'm always available. Even if I don't know you, I'm always available. You can reach out to me or anything, because I will always answer and help another addict or alcoholic in need. Mental health is huge. 
I would suggest getting a sponsor. I don't have a sponsor right now, which I'm slacking on, but I do have people in my life, like I've been talking, home group, like all these different things are very important in your recovery. Even just like reading literature, something so small as that will help you. Yeah, for sure, man. Maybe you want to tell the listeners a little bit more about the podcast that you're on in case they're unfamiliar with it. All right. The podcast I'm on is uh, called One Podcast at a Time. We're just like recovery survey. We talk about all sorts of addictions. Um, We have sex addicts, gamblers. It's just like this podcast, it's like similar, but it's different because there's actually four of us. And we're like all idiots, pretty much. And all it is is just us making fun of each other. But we, you, you do get a lot of knowledge from us. Um, we're up to releasing an episode every every other week. But yeah, it's just you always have to support each other, especially like COVID. I know a lot of people looked for these podcasts for when like COVID was going on in quarantine because meetings weren't available in person, so they looked for other resources. I can't speak highly enough about y'all's podcast i love it it's hard to explain like you were saying it's different i love the banter between you guys and yeah i mean it's it's great it's like hanging out after a meeting like it's great man yeah and it's like used to be three guys but now we have a girl with us and she just like is perfect she like just fits in so well with us it's 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 very funny and it's going to get, uh, like, the episode I think we're releasing, it's actually Tuna, uh, 10 years, which is huge, getting a 10-piece. But it's, like, it's kind of like a roast of Tuna, which is, Tuna's just funny to begin with, so it's very comical. That's awesome, man. Yeah, for sure. I think Chrissy is a, a great addition to your show. Yes, she's awesome. Well, I don't know if a lot of you guys know, but Brett is my twin. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. We kind of look e- like each other. We're just in two different parts of the country. Oh, I have a, I have a quick story, which is like kind of crazy. It, during my active addiction, my son was sleeping over. And um, I would usually take drugs to like fall asleep. And... uh for some reason, I didn't one night, and um, he actually, I woke up in the middle of an episode, and he stopped breathing, and I was able to, like, rush him to the hospital, and it, I consider that, like, a sign from my higher power, and I was able to uh, pretty much be there for him, and pretty much save his life, and, like, right there, because I always have a trouble with my higher power, and uh, talking to him, finding him. Right there, that gives me a little bit of hope that there is, just there is a higher power, and he's there looking over me and every step I make. Yeah, for sure, man. Kind of going back to the doppelganger thing you're talking about. I was Facebook creeping on you before the episode, and I was going through a couple of your pictures, and I was like, "Oh man, I I have that hat, I have those shoes," <laughs> and it's like. If you looked at my group of friends, we are all opposite. 
which is like the great thing about this. Like you see me, I'm wearing like tight jeans, Doc Martens, wearing all black, and then you'll my friend will be wearing like Supreme, like hype beast, like all this other stuff, and we're just we just get along because we can just relate to each other. It doesn't matter what music we listen to or does it it just like we all can relate with each other with just being in a program to with each other and we all support each other with everything we do yeah that's a great point i mean one of the guys that i'm closest to in my home group is 64 in in a normal situation i probably would never talk to the guy would never got to know him and you know we talk a couple times a week outside of meetings and hang out outside of meetings and it's hard to explain but like you said it doesn't matter what we look like doesn't matter what we dress like like there's a there's a deeper connection there yeah if you had to pick what's your favorite part of the meeting if you had to pick one i mean i love the hugs we're not really doing those right now i know and people like think like hugs like what are you guys doing in there? Like, is it like a cult? But it's like, there's nothing better than getting that hug when you get your, like, key tag or your whatever. It's just the best feeling ever. But I personally, I love after meetings. Because especially if you, like, share and you're going through, like, deep shit. The, like, overwhelm of support that comes up to you. For sure, man. For sure. I'm sorry if you hear my dog. He's He's very loud. No worries, man. And it's like, I I don't, it just, I'm trying to like talk about like things like, lately I've been thinking about like gratitude, which gratitude is a huge part of recovery. Like downstairs right now at my house, my son's down there and I'm able to have him every weekend. It's just little things like that. Like today I drove two hours to the beach. Just so me and my son can see the beach. And I drove all the way home. And I want to trade that for a day getting high any day. Like, that meant so much to me. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Because before I got clean, I didn't think that I would enjoy those kind of things. And now that I'm not using, like, some of those things that are so simple and that I thought would be boring or so meaningful yeah, like, I just hang out with my parents. Just, like, being in their presence. Like, like my friends would be like, oh, do you want to, like, go bowling or do this, do that? I'm like, I kind of just want to hang out with my mom and dad and watch TV. <laughs> Same, man. It's, like, little things like that. Like, I never, I despised doing that before. And now I just, like, cherish every moment. I just seriously think if I wasn't in recovery this past year, I wouldn't be here right now. Without a doubt, I would not be here right now. Well, man, do you have any closing thoughts? Like I said, um, my Instagram handle is um, Tony Meets World. Like Tony underscore meets underscore world. You can always reach me there. Or uh, Facebook, my name's Anthony Redding. My picture, I have Crocs on. You, I love my Crocs. Um, 
And check out our podcast if you haven't. It's uh, one podcast at a time. We're on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean. Give us a, just check us out. And um, we're always open. If you guys want to hear something, reach out to us. Like, um, you, you reached, you said, like, you would love, like, um, what was it? Internet gaming? Yeah, like technology addiction. Which is crazy. We were just talking about that in therapy, like technology addiction and how it, how big it is right now. And um, we're currently trying to find someone that's addicted to technology. So if you're listening to this, reach out and you're addicted. We would love to have you on the show. If you're going through a tough time, just stay here. Just raise your hand, talk about it, reach out to another addict. We're all here for each other. Really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing part of your story with us and letting us know how you got through those times without having to use and sharing some of that experience, strength, and hope, man. It's it's a big deal. Yes. Thank you for having me on. Tony, thank you so much for being on the show today. As always, links for his social media as well as his podcast will be in the show notes. You've been listening to Recovery Survey. If you got anything out of today's episode, I'd ask you to please leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can find us at recoverysurvey.com. You can listen to all of our episodes on the website as well as connect with us on social media where you can get previews for upcoming episodes.